Welcome to Power Talk Podcast, where the talk is interesting, informative, and powerful. Welcome to the Power Talk with Pastor Paul Chicado and Reverend Matthew DeLeon. We're looking forward to Thanksgiving, my pastor. How are you feeling about that? Thanksgiving is actually one of my... most favorite times of the year. Yes, it's a favorite for my belly too. That's the, that's actually the reason why it is my favorite. <laughs> it's because of food. I'll tell you all you can eat all day, I'm telling you, and then leftovers the following day. You know, it's funny. It's one of the few holidays that I actually enjoy leftovers. Yes, exactly. I do. I, I like making turkey sandwiches with, you know, with the leftover turkey, mm-hmm. put a little yep. bit of mustard and some uh, some stuffing. One of the things I do is call a turkey one where I put, uh, tur- obviously, turkey stuffing and some of the... Um, What's the cranberry? The cranberry sauce between a, a croissant bread. So good. So good. Is that like a recipe for this podcast? Yes. <laughs> so we're talking about recipes. <laughs> okay, we're done talking about recipes today. So, <laughs> so completely different. This is Power Talk. That's best. Uh, we just hope you're not listening to this podcast extremely hungry because you're going to go out and go eat. That's right. If you're fasting, I am so sorry. You may want to turn this off and listen to something else. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But we, you know, we're just talking about Thanksgiving and just how important it is for our families to get together. Yeah. You know, our family loves enjoying get together with Pastor Paul's family. We really have a good time. Play games, watching, yeah. watch football games, and yeah. mainly, we honestly, and the good thing is we, we still talk about the Lord. Yes. You think about it as a kind of a vacation where we kind of vacation from the Lord, but we never vacation from God. No. We no. never. And we enjoy, we enjoy even more so when our families get together. Yes, for sure, yeah, because there's always great fellowship. It's always fun. You know, people always, we've always, the joke has always been whenever you talk about fellowship, there's always food involved. I'm telling you. But, but in reality, it, it, it Many times does involve food, yeah. but it also involves fun. And being able to get together and love the people, being, you know, loving being with the people that you care about the most. So, and to me, I think a fellowship, when you say it in that context, Pastor, I think about conversation because we always have great conversation. Always. Even away from Thanksgiving, the holiday, we always have a great conversation. Yeah. But when our families get together, we have even greater conversations. We talk about, you know, the future. We talk about what God's speaking to us personally. Mm-hmm. And it was just a great time just being with each other. Yes, for sure. You know, um, that's why I say Thanksgiving is a good time. I mean, you get to th- sit down. Uh, but what's really cool is that, you know, when you consider really what Thanksgiving is, you know, you it, it, it yeah. was it was the, the old world coming into the new world mm-hmm. and go. really celebrating their ability to you know, praise and worship God mm-hmm. without a government, you know, concession, mm-hmm. pressing in, in a concession to tell them exactly how that's supposed to look, you know. And we broke away from the the so-called Anglican church and mm-hmm. the rule of that day and stuff. And the, there's a whole lot more that goes to it. But what we did is we came back over mm-hmm. and we really did make a lot of friends with like the Indians, Indians? and of that nature. Mm-hmm. And we needed their help in certain things during that time. Yeah. And, you know, I'm given a very short rundown, uh, rundown version, but mm-hmm. dry, you know, dry version. But, <laughs> but we did. We sat down and we made new friendships. And we were thankful that God had protected us at that time. This is back in the 1600s. You can go look up the history. Mm-hmm. And we sat down with, with a new friend. And, yes. uh, you know, we came to this country. So Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. 
in honoring God for what he did in the provision, because ultimately it was the provision of the harvest is why they thanked him and the newfound friendships of the, of the natives at that time, you know, the Indians and stuff, uh, many of those people that were native to the, to the Americas at that time. Here we are, we're sitting down with them. We're, we're conversing. We're trying to understand them. They're trying to understand us. But yet the, the one thing that we were trying to bring to the table was, was the gratefulness that we had for what God had done to bring us across such a big ocean to a place where we could call a new our new home. You, to me, Pastor, you just brought the first important word is thanks. Yes. I mean, are we truly thankful for what God has done for us living in this country? I mean, right now it can seem so uncertain right now, but our trust isn't in this world as much as is in, in the Lord. Exactly. And, and thank, you, you brought up worship as one of the, one of the um, keys, what to do as far as the church, the church um, was it celebration or the church? Oh, in remembrance of the church. There it is, in remembrance of the church. You taught, One of the first things you talked about was worship. Yes. You can't have worship without thankfulness. Not at all. You have to have thankfulness. In fact, worship and thankfulness go hand in hand. Yes, they do. And so to me, when we're talking about Thanksgiving, I, I'm thinking about an attitude of gratitude. Yeah. You know what I mean? And being thankful during this time, not just for your family, but what God has done for you and your family. There is, yeah. There's food on your table. Yes. Listener, there you have yeah. gas in your vehicle. Now, your vehicle, you probably need a new one. The engine, keep, the engine keeps going on here or whatever, the transmission. But still, thankfulness opens a door for God. You know, thankfulness is huge because that's what true worship really is. Uh, 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 you know that. Well, I say that it's it's not. That's really what real praise is. Yes, praise is about being thankful. thankful. Wor- worship is more of a solemn moment for re- acknowledging and recognizing who He is as God. Mm-hmm. He is the supreme being. He yes. is all powerful. Yes. Praise tends to be more. God, I'm thankful yes. for what you have provided. Come on. I'm thankful that you love me enough that you would even consider me. Come on. And. You know, thankful, being thankful is the premise. That's why we're to enter his courts with thanksgiving. In his courts with praise. In his courts with praise. There it is right Because there. thanksgiving and praise are one and the same. They yes. work together. Yes. Um, but being thankful says a whole lot about how you see God in your personal life. There you go. I know that he's going to take care of me. Well, then I should be thankful. I know he has taken care of me. I should be thankful. I know that he'll continue to uh, take care of me, even in things I haven't experienced yet. Mm -hmm. That's why I am thankful. So I'm thankful for the past, Mm -hmm. the present, and the future. Come on now. And that's so good. And that makes for a happy home, by the way, when you can have those three in your heart. You're thankful for your past, your present, and your future. That makes for a good family. It does. Think about your future. A lot of people will say, well, how do I thank him for my future? Well, look, if you serve Jesus and he is in your heart, can you imagine you're going to get to spend eternity with him when you finally close your eyes? Mm -hmm. That day that you finally fall asleep and you pass from literally from earth to heaven. You're going to get an eternity. You should be thankful for that, that he's given you that and he's promised it to you. Exactly. I think it's funny you said that. There are some people, Pastor, who maybe you may be you listener as well. You're not thankful at all. You're, you, you find, in fact, you find it hard to be thankful. Yeah. And you know how you know when people aren't thankful? Uh, because I know that if we're going to talk about being thankful, there's also the flip to that, the flip side to that coin is that look at the many of the ministers that right now are giving up on the Lord. I, I could tell you right now about five different names of people that many of the listeners would know, but I won't do that. I, I think many of you may know who I'm talking about, at least one. 
right now that maybe pops to your head, uh, but there's there's a handful of them. And I just read about another another one mm-hmm. that recently uh, he has probably one of the largest churches in the United States. Um, well known. He's actually a pretty decent minister. You know, uh, you know, I I did I can't honestly say I listen to him very much, but I have listened to him. I'm yeah. not going to say and everything I'd heard was pretty good, I thought, yeah. right on. Yeah. Uh but he there was an infidelity mm-hmm. in his his life and he's no longer the pastor of one of the largest churches in the United States. Yeah. Um my point is this is that it's not here to bash him per se. But what happens is, is that when we start getting away from thankfulness and we just live off of our understanding or our knowledge of, of Scripture. Our feelings. Our feelings. You know, look, you can know a lot about the Scripture. Mm-hmm. But if you're not waking up every day and thanking the God of the Scripture mm-hmm. and being grateful for who he is in your life. Come on, Pastor. It's amazing how easy it is to put yourself in situations even that you shouldn't be in. Yeah. Because if you've spent time in thanksgiving and praise, so to speak, mm-hmm. it's amazing how it does something to you on the inside. Mm-hmm. And last week we talked about the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. This week it's kind of the same. It stirs up the Holy Spirit in you. And what it does, is it builds up a strength in you. It builds yeah. up a steadfastness that when you are confronted with sin – that thankfulness that you gave in the morning, if you started out your day right, mm-hmm. you, you're going to stand against that much easier because thankfulness is huge. And I'll share with you why in here in a second. Come on. I think about what Romans talked about. It says, yes. if, it says, if you are found in God, there is no sin in you, nor do you crave to sin. Right. But that's that's because you have the Holy Spirit dwelling on you, yes. dwelling inside. And so, if there's temptation, the Holy Spirit's warning you. It's like a something goes off on the inside, like an alarm. <laughs> Go away, run away, go get away from the situation. But people don't listen to the Holy Spirit all the time, obviously, and they yeah. so they resist that that alarm system, so to speak, going off on the inside. That's called the Holy Spirit and conviction, exactly. Mm-hmm. And they resist that mm-hmm. instead of listening to it, they resist it. Yeah. And in essence, they fall in to temptation. And, and this is what, in fact, you're right. In fact, in Romans chapter one, in the very first chapter of Romans, let me read this because yeah. that you're you're saying it right. That's exactly right. It says right here, um, and it's talking about the wrath of God. First of all, in verse 16 through uh, 17, it talks about the just shall live by faith. But then Paul changes, switches it up. He talks about that we will never be ashamed if we live by faith. Mm -hmm. It's impossible to be ashamed if you live by faith. But watch what happens when you step out of faith. Mm -hmm. This is what he's talking about. Mm -hmm. And in verse 18, he's basically saying that when you no longer are living by faith, you're no longer walking justly. And if you're no longer walking justly, the question comes up, why? Well, here it is. Watch what he says. In verse 18 of Romans 1, he says, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth and righteousness. So, first of all, we see that they're suppressing truth. If you end up walking ungodly and uh, you walk ungodly and unrighteous, it's because there's a certain suppression of truth. In other words, the truth that you know, you're saying you no longer agree with. Right. And that's suppressing it. Well, that's good. Okay? Come on. So we should never not agree with truth. Truth is the only thing that keeps us free. And so when the moment we fall in temptation, we're saying, I no longer believe in that truth. That's exactly what you're saying. Even if you do it innocently, it's still there and you know that. I mean, listener, just pause pause, and just meditate on it for a second. The moment you sin, 
You're you're saying I no longer believe in that truth. I believe what I'm feeling in the moment. Mm-hmm. That's it. And this is why Paul goes on because this is good. And he says, because what may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has shown it to them. So he's saying, God's already manifested himself to you. So this truth is there. You know it. Exactly. And it's manifested by the Holy Spirit. Yes, it is. It's manifested by the Holy Spirit. And and it's in them. It's already in them. But for God has shown it to them. So whatever is in you, it's because God showed it to you at one time. You don't have anything inside of you that he hasn't shown you. And you'd agreed with it at that time. And you agreed with it at that you time. You abandoned. You said, yes, Lord, I'll do whatever it takes to follow you. That's My right. Everything is yours, Lord. But here he's talking about, but now the wrath of God is against you because everything that is in there, you're suppressing it. You're denying it. You're fighting it. Wow. You're, you're basically rejecting it. Now watch what he says. He says, for since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen. In other words, we didn't see the hand of God in the creation of the mountains, of the water, of the universe. Mm-hmm. Of the but animals. yet, mm-hmm. just look at those mountains. Yet, look at that water. Mm-hmm. Look at those. Uh, look at that universe. Look at those animals. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt there's a creator. Exactly. He's saying that's all you need to know to believe that there is an ultimate creator. He exactly. says, if that's not enough for you to believe in me, mm-hmm. then he goes, you're suppressing truth. Exactly. So watch this. And he says, being understood by the things that are made. Again, saying what we just said. Even his eternal power and Godhead. So he's even saying that his power is in that. Because it takes power to create those things. Absolutely. And he's saying Godhead. Well, Godhead here in this situation is talking about that it took more than just a God. It took the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, all working in complete harmony. This is why if you go back to John chapter 1, mm-hmm. it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and all things were made by the Word. Right. Well, Jesus. But yet if you go to Genesis chapter 1, so we went to John chapter 1, mm-hmm. we know Jesus was involved. Right. You go to Genesis chapter 1, in the very first verse it says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Well, that word God is deity. Right. And the term deity is talking is in a plural form. In other words, it's more than one individual. Yes. That's why throughout the chapter one and chapter two, yeah. it says, let us. That's what I was looking for. Yes. Let exactly. us. Who's us? Exactly. God, it's not God singular. It's mm-hmm. God plural. Wow. It's talking about more than one person was involved. Exactly. So here we are. We're back in Romans chapter one. Yes. And he says it's that even the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, mm-hmm. plural, more than one individual yes. is involved in this. Yes. And they are with, uh, so they were without excuse. So he's mm-hmm. saying, if you just look around, yeah. there had to be something completely powerful to create everything that you see, mm-hmm. to design it with such perfection that it still lives and moves and breathes. And man had nothing to do with it. Man had nothing to do with it. And that's why man is without excuse. Just mm-hmm. that alone. Come on. Watch this. And he says, because although they knew God. Okay, so they knew God. Right. Because remember, if you go back to verse, what is it? Verse 19, it says, because what has been made known to God is manifest in In them. them. So they knew God. Mm -hmm. So here they are. They knew God. And not only are they without excuse now, but they did not glorify him as God, nor Nor were they they thankful. thankful, but became futile in their thoughts 
because and their foolish hearts were darkened. And to me, I don't mean to cut you off, Pastor. You got me excited here. The reason why they were unthankful, according to this, is it started with their thinking. It starts with the it thinking. It starts with the thinking. They're futile and they're foolish thinking. If you cannot express your gratefulness through praise, and praise doesn't mean like what we think at church where you're in the middle of a song. Mm-hmm. That's part of it. Mm-hmm. That's that's one form of praise. Mm-hmm. There's, there's seven different levels of mm-hmm. praise that we hear of in the Hebrews. Right. But one is just simply acknowledging that even in possibly private time. Exactly. I wake up every day. And one of the, or I'll wake up in the middle of the night and I don't know what to say sometimes. Mm-hmm. If it's not speaking in tongues, sometimes I just go right to just, Lord, I'm so thankful. Yeah. Thank you for my bed. Yeah, <laughs> you know? Exactly. Thank you for a nice place to lay my head. Thank you for this blanket. I'm, Thank so you. I'm so toasty right now. <laughs> you know, I mean, but just to be thankful for even those little things. Yeah. And this is where he's saying in Romans, he says they became futile in their thoughts mm-hmm. simply because they allowed their thoughts to steer away or suppress the truth. Yes. And when that happens, you're no longer thankful. And the lack of thankfulness draws you away from God. And futile means small. Small. Small thinking. Small thinking. Small thinking. So when we thank God, that's big thinking. Big thinking. I'm telling you what, we need big thinking. We need the kind of thinking that says, wow, if God made the universe and he can clearly be seen, then I better be thankful to that God too. Because if he has the ability to create it, he has the ability to take it out. Exactly. And I'm looking at the next part of that. Their foolish hearts were darkened. Darkened. But it started with the old code of It sun, starts the, with the, the thoughts. Yes, it starts with the thoughts. But look what happens. It seeps and drains into the, the heart. heart. And that's when now, now, when God used to be in them like we see here, right. he's no longer in them. Wow. Because God can't remain in a dark heart. You know, it's interesting. I remember some years ago, I was dealing with a few things, and the Lord told me, I thought it was going to be something something grand that he wanted me to do. And it was. He said, son, deal with your anger. Wow. He said, deal with your anger. Be angry and sin not. And sin not. And I'm telling you right now, if I didn't hearken to that with all my heart, yeah. my foolish thinking would have said, I don't need to do that. Yeah. I'm a Christian. I'm entitled to this. I'm entitled to that. That's good. And my heart would have got, according to this scripture, Pastor, my heart would have been darkened if I not hearkened to God, if I not listened to the Lord. Yeah, very much so, because you you would have basically relied on a thought, again, which is what Romans is talking about. Yes. You would have relied on a thought, and you would have ended up suppressing the truth, exactly. which would eventually spiraled and led downward to a place where you're no longer thankful. Yes, exactly. And it'd been, it was a small thought, again. It's a small thought. It's just a small thought. It's a small thought. But doesn't that what the Bible says, that it's the small foxes that spoil, spoil the, the vines? vines. Yes, all, yeah. It's the small things. It's always a little drop of Satan's influence. It's never a big problem. It's mm. never a big thought. No, you're right. It's always a little candy there. Always a little candy here. Yes. Before you know it, you have sugar diabetes. Yeah. It's always that little stuff. Very much so. So, well, let's do that. Let's compare a thought really quick. Mm-hmm. Is the thought bigger that says, hey, the universe is all a figment of your imagination? Or is the thought bigger that says somebody actually created all of it? Mm. Which one's bigger? There's no doubt. It's the one that says somebody actually created all of this? Okay, now that makes you think, wait a second, there's stars. There's solar systems. Mm -hmm. There's nebulas and gases. There's black holes. There's there's weather patterns. Weather patterns on planet Earth. Mm -hmm. Well, wait a second. Now now all of a sudden you see that's a big thought that God could have created it. A small thought is 
No, it's all a figment of your imagination. Mm-hmm. Well, all you got to tell yourself is it doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. See, there's nothing left to think. Exactly. That's a small thought. Exactly. But if I say that God created it, oh, yeah. the, wait a second. That expands into bigger, 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 bigger. Yeah. That's why you're right. Futile is a th- small, small thought that could spoil the whole thing. Interesting. And it's always been said, uh, was it a one bad apple can spoil the whole barrel of, can can spoil can spoil the whole barrel of apples? Yes, uh-huh. It shows and, you. And that's actually a physical truth. It, it is. Because I guess an ad, an apple, just one bad apple releases a specific gas after yes, it's it rotting yes, it that will start to spoil the other apples around it. And mm-hmm. so then you'll eventually, within a very short time, mm-hmm. depending on how many apples, will be a, a bad batch of apples. Yeah. And we can equate that to one bad thought, by the way. And look what happened here to these people, and obviously the ministry you talked about. Even I could have been a product of that too if I mm-hmm. if I not listened to the Lord. Yeah, for sure. We got to be thankful. This is the time and the season to be thankful. And I know that it's real easy, maybe, to look at all the events that are occurring around the world. But but you've got to keep your eyes off of that if it's disturbing or disrupting. Mm-hmm your faith Mm. if it's disturbing or disrupting your mind and your thought patterns as far as emotionally then get back to living from the heart you know god's good because he's in you that's what romans one says Mm -hmm. it's in them don't let something like unrighteousness ungodliness disrupt that because if you disrupt who's in you Mm -hmm. then what it'll do is it'll affect what's on the outside of you that's good pastor that is really good we need to be extremely thankful. Amen. Amen. And to me, you got me thinking about you know what we do at times. It's not always on Thanksgiving, but there's times in our table, my dinner table at my house, we talk about what's, what we're thankful for. Mm-hmm. And we do it during, during uh, each other's birthdays. Yeah. We talk about you know what we're thankful for for that, that individual who's celebrating the birthday. Mm-hmm. And it's good to hear from other people how thankful we are for that person. Yeah. How much more our Heavenly Father when we tell Him thank you? No, that's a good point. You know, I know we've done that even with our family at times, uh, even in the past. And we'll, we'll go around and each yes. family member will share just how thankful they are. What I like about that is because what it does is it forces people to say, wait a second. I'm sitting here. I'm about ready to eat this good looking birthday look, cake. Smell, you know, this food that smells so good. And, mm-hmm. and, Wait a second. Now I'm going to take my mind off of what's going to be give me pleasure. And I'm going to get put my mind on really somebody who means much more to me than what I'm looking and smelling and I'm about that's to ready good. to taste. And and I love that because that's really the way our lives should be anyway. Yeah. You know when when I Whenever we go on vacation, I, I still love to pray and, and, and yes. seek the Lord even on vacation. And part of it is because when I'm on vacation, I'm just like, wow, Lord, not many people in the world get to do this. Mm-hmm. And I always give him thanks. So like we tend to go to the coast every year. Mm-hmm. And one of my favorite things to do is first thing in the morning is go take a walk along the beach. Yeah. And I look at the ocean. And I think, wow, I know lots of people that don't get this yeah. wonderful pleasure. Yeah. But you know why God allows me to go back every year is because he knows I'm thankful this year. That's right. So he get, allows me to go back the following year. You'd be surprised what thankfulness can even do, not just for you internally, but what God will do for you uh, provision-wise and, yeah. and uh, protection. He'll yeah. even protect you and provide for you when you're thankful. And I don't mean to, to spill too much, but in regards to your vacation, I've seen where you know me handle the finances, yeah. people have blessed you. To oh, take to so. take vacations because of that pastor, it's it's one thing to see that you take a vacation, but it's another thing to see someone else contributing to that. Yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, look, 
again, you know, you, you don't, I don't want to ever take away my blessing because no, no. I, I don't, I, I'm only doing this because I only would say this for one reason is just simply just, just to help you understand that God blesses us wherever we're at. And, you know, I, I don't make lots of money min, in ministry. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't make enough to do what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, but f- for the most part, every year, past, you know, Pastor Cindy and I, we always just believe, God, you're going to take care of our vacation because financially, we really don't have the kind of finances to take it out of our personal income. Sure. And yet for, I don't know, I don't know how many years between probably 12 to 15 years, God's paid for our vacation. And it's not out of our personal income. That's a, that's a beautiful thing, by the way. It is. And it's been put on other people's hearts to to help us, you know, because they know we don't make a lot. And and I'm not saying that they do it to feel sorry, but they feel like God told them. Exactly. And so as a result, I even see their lives because of their gratefulness. That's true. And I see their personal lives. And you know what? God has really blessed them, too. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be taken care of and provided for no matter what comes. And so I look at that as my opportunity to be grateful and so i i do every year i always just like i just don't ever want god to ever think for one second i'm not grateful i am so grateful i'm grateful that you know i'm here talking on this podcast i i really truly am i thank god for it all the time because not because i again i need a place to talk i have plenty to talk about i get it i get it i know i'm I'm long-winded and i'm a big mouth i get it but I'm really just thankful because, you know, there are things here that I know that God is speaking through us when we sit here that a lot of people are saying, wow, I needed to hear that. Yeah. Wow, that really blesses me. Or that's a confirmation of what God's been speaking to me. And ultimately, I it's a blessing to know that I've been able to contribute to that. Yeah. And so I'm thankful. I think Cornelius in the scripture, Pastor, Pastor in Acts chapter 10, where the Bible talked about him giving an offering. And it was given so high that God had said, you know what? He gave a vision to Peter. Hey, Peter, Corn- mm. Cornelius' house isn't yeah. saved. I need you to go to this man's house and yeah. get him saved. He's ready for salvation, yeah. him and his whole household. And Peter's like, I'll go. So he goes, leads a man and his whole family to the Lord. But what got him there was his thankfulness. Was his thankfulness. And the Bible says it became like a, a memorial before the Lord in the heavens. Yeah. All his offerings. Isn't that something? All, just, just offerings. He never had one conversation with God. But his offerings did, yeah. and God recognized it and said, "Cornelius, salvation's coming to your house tomorrow." Uh, yeah, oh my goodness! I, I would. I want us to understand how powerful it's. And by the way, it's not systematic. It's right. not some sort of program that God built in. It's right. it's it's part of His natural. It's part of the natural spiritual DNA that's built into the universe. Mm-hmm. Whatsoever a man sows, that he, he shall also reap. reap. And I always tell people because a lot of You're people things, really right? assume that okay, if I sow money, I get money in return. Not always. Remember, God meets the need. Meets how can I say it? Whatever you sow, returns in the form of a need. Yeah. And people don't get that. Mm-hmm. Look, if if I sow money to something, mm-hmm. I've actually, well, let me give you an example. I actually know of a minister, well-known minister. Yeah. The Lord had put it on his heart to to give a certain amount of money to a certain ministry. Mm-hmm. And the Lord told him in a specific amount. Well, the reason why he did it is because him and his wife were unable to have a child. Mm-hmm. And they for, for three years, they tried to have a child and yeah. couldn't have a child. Yeah. And he's like, Lord, what do I do? I've prayed. I've been fasting. But Lord, what is it that you want me to do? And he says, I want you to give this 
a specific amount of money to this ministry. They are in, it'll bless your life if you do, and you'll see it. Within the, within the year, Mm -hmm. not only did she conceive, but she had a baby within one year, less than a year. I mean, literally from the, for the years of trying to have a child Mm -hmm. to not only conceiving, but birthing a child. And my point is, is that God doesn't equate every need that you have based on what you gave. Exactly. With the same, with the same substance. Sometimes he'll give it based, if he'll tell you to give a certain substance mm-hmm. and he'll return it in something else. Yeah. I always tell people, look, you know how many times, you know, when you give your tithe and offering, I know we've talked about this before, mm-hmm. but you give your tithe and offering, mm-hmm. it says it takes the curse off of you. You know how many people's marriages, That's good, God, does, people don't realize that that might be the reason why they have such a great marriage mm-hmm. because God is saying, man, I'm going to take care of things in here and I'm going to, you know, you're going to cohabitate as one like yeah. you should, yeah. but because you, you've been faithful in this area, mm-hmm. I'm going to make sure that you reap it over in this area. He's so good that way. He's so good. So we, we tend to think that God is like this money machine. I'm going to throw a dollar in and I'm going to get $10 back. Right. And that's not really the way it always works. It, it's it, it, he's meeting other needs, mm-hmm. and in the process, that's why we should always be thankful, right. because you're, if you're still alive, it's yeah. because he's met some need. He's taking care of you in some way. Exactly. It doesn't mean it doesn't even matter if you're in a hospital bed. You're mm-hmm. you're you can be somewhere else where you feel like I, I could be in a better place. No, no, it doesn't matter. You are alive and you're listening to this broadcast. That means you have purpose. Mm-hmm. That means God has a plan for you. Yeah. But make sure you are a thankful listener. Amen. Being thankful. It's critical and crucial to uh, not giving Satan a, a really a stronghold or a foothold in yeah. our, to our lives. Exactly. Or allow our feelings to dominate our lives, yeah. especially on feelings of unthankfulness. And the less thankful you are, the further you grow from God, according to Romans 1. And it's just the way it works, because if you don't feel like you have a reason to be thankful, then in reality, then you're not really seeing what God is doing in your life. And this is why I'm always, one thing that's consistent in everything I say, Mm -hmm. this is why we need to look to see what God is doing. Because if you see what he's doing, you'll be thankful. And like you you talked about in Romans chapter 1. That's exactly what you're doing. You're looking at all his creativity, all his creation, and you're saying, God, wow. Wow. You you are so awesome. Thank you. Very much so. And so I would suggest that in this time, you know, it's good to have family over. It's good to serve the good food. It's it's good to enjoy it and go to take a nap after you eat a big you're, turkey leg, whatever it, it is. Makes a little, makes a little tired, tired <laughs> yeah, there. Uh-huh. A little nap-nap, you know. <laughs> uh, whatever it is. But as you do so, enjoy the moment being grateful for what God has done in your life and enjoy that time and day with your family. In fact, here's what will happen because, you know, I I see this so often. Families don't get along much anymore, uh, especially during the holiday season. And and I do feel for them because I know what that's like to go – here you are. You don't. You guys. You all, as a family, you may only see each other once in a blue moon, like right. once a year, maybe even less than that. Yeah. But there's those rare holidays that come up. Maybe it's Thanksgiving. Maybe it's Christmas dinner. Maybe it's an Easter. I don't know. Yeah. However, your family chooses to do it, where you all come together. Yeah. But everybody's walking along in eggshells because you just know somebody in the family right. is going to say something. It's going to say something. It's going to come up. 
and there's gonna it's gonna cause a little bit of mm-mm, you know that little thing's gonna well up within you and if they would walk in being thankful you'll overlook this foolishness of what another family member might say. Because you know what? You're not there to worry about what they say. You're gl- grateful that God's blessed you. I, I'm telling you, you said something right there because it won't affect you. If you're thankful, it won't affect you. It won't bother you. Yep. Thankfulness actually, I know it says sin covers of, uh, covers a multitude of sin. Mm-hmm. But like you just said, uh, thankfulness shields you from the sin. Mm. Because what's the sin? You would be angry. Wow. And here you are, you're at a family get-together that, yeah, a lot of people might get angry before that day is done. But thankfulness will shield you from that anger that causes the sin. I'm telling you, if you walk in thankfulness, people are around you going to say, I'm thankful that he was walking in thankfulness. Yes, because they know how to push buttons. They may even come already prepared to say, I'm going to tell them, you know, Mm -hmm. and I'm like, ah, boy, here we go. You can tell when they walk through the door with the demeanor that they walk through. But you know what? Go thankful. Go grateful. And know that, yes, even if you've got family members that you're just like, they're not on your favorite list, be grateful that God would still use them to teach you how to be grateful. Mm -hmm. I know that sounds weird because the the flesh doesn't want that. (laughs) But you know what? This is a great time for you to learn how to walk in that. And listener, you're not alone. You're not alone when the, in those in those family things. The Holy Spirit is with you. Your prayers are following you, and God's before you. Yeah, because we've all been there. We all have. And none of us can escape it. Mm-hmm. But what we can do is control it yes. with God's love. Yes. And through that simple, just lifting up your voice and making sure that thankfulness is on your lips. To the God who's given us so, so much. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. And so be thankful this time of the season. And most of all, let it be an enjoyable time instead of a hurtful time. God bless you. God bless. Thank you for joining us today. Power Talk Podcast is brought to you by Powerhouse Church. You can find us at fellowship.fm and Spotify. If you would like more information, prayer, or want to contact us, go to powerhousechurch.us.